Did you know that studies have shown affirmations can profoundly influence your psychological well-being, enhancing self-confidence and reducing anxiety? Here at Positive Birth Australia, we have crafted a 20-minute birth affirmations track filled with soulful, carefully curated affirmations to empower, inspire, and guide you to deeply remember the power you hold within. And to my fellow belly birth mothers, we have created a track specifically for you to honor that all birth is a sacred moment of profound significance. For only $5, you can download and immerse yourself in our affirmations track to transform your mindset in the lead up to birth and during labor, serving as a potent reminder of the inherent power and love you possess. Visit us at www.positivebirthaustralia.com or head to the show notes and follow the link provided to start your journey toward a more empowered birth experience. Welcome to Positive Birth Australia, a podcast created to empower and educate mothers along their own pregnancy journey. Each week, I'll be sharing insightful and inspiring birth stories and advice in the hopes to help you create your own positive birth experience. I'm your host, Sky Marie. Let's get into today's show. Welcome back everyone on today's show. Brow specialist and business owner Michelle shares her journey of endurance and strength to bring her son Navy Earthside. When Michelle knew the time was nearing to begin a family, she mindfully gave her body ample time to fall back into its natural rhythm and cycle after a long span on contraception. Listening to the inspiring women on this very podcast introduced Michelle to the term hypnobirthing guiding her to find a practitioner in her area to educate and support her and her husband. As she entered the birth portal and experienced four days of prodromal labor, she found strength from the women's stories she'd heard, using the knowledge she'd gained about physiological birth and the variations a journey can take as fuel in those final moments to bring her boy home. Enjoy the show. Michelle, welcome to Positive Birth Australia. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Sky. Could you just start off by telling the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yes, of course. So my name's Michelle. I live in Brisbane with my partner, Vinny. And yes, we love it. <laughs> um, and our baby boy, Navy, who is seven weeks tomorrow, actually. Um, I also own a brow studio in Paddington called Brow Sculpt and now finding, I guess, just a happy medium, like juggling mum life and business life, which is interesting. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm still learning that juggle and it's been four years. So, Oh, totally. <laughs> Can imagine. <laughs> Beautiful name too. And it's very unique. Where is that from? Um, Gosh, voice names were hard. We had like a thousand girl name list, I swear, on my phone. And I don't know, for some reason, voice names were just a little bit more tricky, but I follow a, um, like, influencer on Instagram and her son's name is Navy. And I just said to Vinny, what do you think of this name? And he was like, oh, yeah, it's different. Like, we hadn't heard it before, but I think that's why we liked it. You know, it was a little bit, um, I guess, like, unique, like, funky. And the little boy was, like, really chill, like, beach vibes. And I was like you know what? Love this. Let's roll with it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) 
Now, was he a planned conception? Um, yes, yes, he was. Um, we sort of, we did get ready for pregnancy in the sense of, um, I guess like more mental stuff to begin with, if that makes sense. Like we were sort of like on our own individual, like spiritual journey, I guess. Um, we did a lot of like meditation. Um, we did a little bit of kinesiology, which was awesome. And I guess with that, we sort of just followed with a healthy lifestyle. Um, you know, of course, loved the occasional drink with friends and whatever, but we just, I guess, consciously knew once I stopped the pill, um, super mindful for the first year or so, because I wanted to get my body back into that, I guess, like natural state, like it's natural flow, because I had never, never not taken contraceptive pills before. Mm -hmm. So for me, I was like, you know, this, this is like exciting to get my body into its natural, you know, state and cycle. Um, so that, that was for about a year and then we decided to try in December last year and yeah we're very lucky to have fallen pregnant on our first try which was a bit of a shock but very grateful. Yeah of course that's awesome and did it take a while for your cycle to get back into its normal rhythm or was it pretty quick? I think, um, it, you know, the Flow app, that was amazing to sort of like track because I didn't realize that then led from tracking your period to pregnancy. So that app was awesome to see like your ovulation cycle and all of that sort of stuff. So it could be safe um, even when my cycle sort of wasn't back to its normal state. But I think it took maybe three months off the top of my head, mm -hmm. which which is pretty good. Um, I just tried a lot of like natural hormone balances, um, which seemed to work great. So yeah, just had to roll with that. Yeah, nice. And how was your pregnancy with him? Oh my goodness, it feels like forever ago, even though it was like <laughs> seven weeks. Yeah, wow, um, that's like nothing. <laughs> Crazy, crazy to even say that out loud, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it was it was a great, it was a great pregnancy. I mean, I had the typical like nausea, maybe from week eight to thirteen or something like that. Like pretty much the point where they say, like, if you have that typical nausea, it should finish at this time. I didn't really hold on to that because you always hear of other people saying it lasted so much longer. So I was very happy when it stopped because working and doing all of that stuff, it was just um, it was just a little bit tricky because it's all you're thinking about when you're sick. Mm -hmm. You're just like, when can I have the next cracker or like my yeah. ginger biscuit or something, you know? <laughs> and um, you're like me. You work in close proximity to people. So when you're feeling super nauseous like that, you get a little bit nervous that you're just going to, you know, vomit on people. <laughs> You're like, am I going to literally gag? When yeah, I'm right. Like, I don't know what's around <laughs> the corner. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, around week 10 or something like that, which is when I was still nauseous, I did catch COVID, which triggers me to say that word. Um, but I did, and that was just awful. It was just a whole other level of like, you know, feeling like you've been hit by a bus slash nauseous, but you know, all you can do is just bed rest and, you know, eat as healthy as possible, eat when I could, like, drink heaps of water and fortunately didn't have any of those weird, like, 
I guess, post-COVID symptoms. So, yeah, that was super lucky. Um, And then I guess fast forward to the rest of the pregnancy, I just loved watching my bump grow. Like it was just such a magical sort of experience every week to be like, oh, like I've popped a bit more. And for people to start noticing, you know, like my clients and stuff like that, to start noticing I was pregnant and all of that stuff. So um, I just really enjoyed it. I guess like at the end though, I was just over it. Like every other person says, you just feel you just feel super restricted. Like you're literally rolling around everywhere. Like you can't, you <laughs> can't do anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I stopped work at about 32 weeks uh, because my pregnancy was good. I was going to go longer and everyone was like, Michelle, like you should just take a time out, you know, wind down a little bit, get what you need to get done, finish the nursery and stuff like that. So I'm actually really glad I did that now in hindsight because it's sort of like going on a holiday. Like it takes you a while to wind down yeah. to actually feel relaxed. Um, so yeah, by the end of it, I was definitely, definitely keen just to meet a baby boy. Yeah, of course. And what was your perception of birth when you first fell pregnant? Did you have any fear <laughs> around giving birth? Yeah, I think, um, I think, you know, my sister she's nine years older than me and um I have two little nieces so for me hearing her birth was the only positive sort of experiences that I had gained which which is so crazy yeah sort of sort of like thinking about that because I guess I guess when you're not pregnant um you just hear all of this random stuff and for me for me I was like you know what there's so many negative stories out there. Like my mom's had all natural births, like my brother, sister and I, but hers were just traumatic. And I don't think she actually, like bless if you're listening to this mom, sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think she realizes that they were traumatic. It was just sort of how they operated back then, like the hospital system. And I was just, you know, talking to my sister one day and I'm like, do you know any like, positive birth stories and she's like you know get some books you know there's there's Spotify now there's podcast apps like just just like try to um saturate your minds with it I was like yeah okay I'll start there um and that's when I found your amazing podcast so thank you (laughs) Um, which I was about eight weeks pregnant at the time so super super fresh um but I thought, why not? Why not start now? You know, why not start to start to um, imprint that in my brain? I guess. But basically, from your podcast, I heard about hypnobirthing. So, you know, and I was like, hypno. Like, what does that even mean? Like, do you literally get hypnotized? Which you sort of do. It sort of is. Like, come to think of it. Um, but I just looked up hypnobirthing Australia. Um, and I found this beautiful lady. She is just down the road from my studio. Um, her name's Abby Braithway, and she's actually a doula and a hypnobirth teacher. And, you know, for my partner to be involved in that and for him to sort of have a bit of guidance or even knowledge about birth, it, it just changed everything for us. Like, I guess it opened up the conversation of, like, what birth, do I want like you know what's important who do we want in our space 
you know, what's it going to, what's the experience going to be for us? So I think, you know, hearing all of these negative stories, I was like, that is far from what I want. I think it's the most beautiful thing a woman can go through, especially with her partner there, like support person. So why not do everything to try and make it as positive as possible? So hypnobirthing was, yeah, that was the start of it for us. We loved it. Um, We sort of were chatting to my doctor about different natural um, birth alternatives. And she she sort of mentioned the MGP, um, the midwife group practice uh, at the Royal, which is where I went. And I was like, okay, yeah, like, put me into that but we just didn't know if we would get accepted for one because there's limited spots but also like you can be accepted weeks and weeks later like it can be literally 30 weeks and you're accepted into it so oh, wow. yeah which is which is crazy and there's no guarantee there's no guarantee so the conversation of a home birth did come up but it was just it was just sort of like a uncertainty I guess something you know that I could have worked through but I just didn't want to put my partner in that situation because it's all new for him too um but next next birth 100% will be nice because you know you can do it (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely but um yeah the group practice was incredible I got accepted into that at about 20 20 weeks I think it was which um you know I was I was super shocked I was like oh my gosh I'm, I'm halfway now but awesome like let's see what this is about um the midwives were just incredible I had two amazing midwives and yeah they were just sort of like so chill I was like wow this is so chill if this continues when I'm in labor then this is going to be great you know so with that program do you get one or two midwives that you sort of meet and then it's whoever's on the day that you go into labor how does it work or do you meet all of the midwives that you could potentially have supporting you yeah Yeah, so there was originally three um okay to be honest, one of them was just super rude. Um, I don't think she was loving her life and job anymore. So I just said, you know, I'm so sorry. I'm not normally the type of person to do this or like step on anyone's toes. But for me, I was really putting in the effort and work that I was going to make the experience, you know, super super sacred and be super mindful of who I was letting in the room and I just couldn't imagine her being my support at the end of the day so it basically just went to the other two and yeah they were amazing so I'm super happy super happy even though that was awkward to do but you know you've got to do what you've got to do and I have no regrets yeah nor should you I love that and that is such a crucial part of your experience too you know like even though it was an awkward conversation you were securing a safe birth space by being selective which is so important it is it is but also like subconsciously like I feel like based on the experience that I had with her that would be in my mind if she was around so um yeah, I was just like, no, sorry. Yeah. Look at you go. Yeah. Well done, Mama. 
Thank you. <laughs> so you've established who you want in your birth space. Were there any other resources that you found were really helpful, like any books or? I did read the book that Abby, um, the hypnobirth teacher, gave me called Birth Space. That was the, that was a beautiful book, um, and that's the only book I've read because I just. Honestly, like I sound like a full fangirl, but your (laughs) past just had so much information from so many different women. And, you know, you hear one thing and you're like, I'm actually going to look into that. Mm. And it just sort of, um, you know, spiraled into this whole other research forum just from listening to it. So that was enough for me. I felt, I felt good. And with the hypnobirthing. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. So jumping to the end of your pregnancy now, how were you feeling in those last few days or weeks leading up to birth? Oh, so I reached 40 weeks. Um, My sister had this idea of us going up to her husband's family's beach house up up the coast. And it's sort of where we always spend our time. Like it's nice little family bonding um, house that we love near the beach. And she's like, we should just go up. My sister was also my other support person, I should mention. Um, She's like, we should just go up the coast. Like, we should just go to the beach. And everyone freaked out. They're like, Michelle, you're 40 weeks. I just said, look, I'm going to cut everyone's worries in half right now. I'm going to contact my midwife and see what she thinks. Like, that's the person that, you know, knows what she's doing and um, will be honest with me. And she was like, Michelle go for it. Like you'd be silly not to. We have um, people that actually drive who live at the coast to come and have their babies at the Royals. So, you know, it's not like you're going to go, you're not going to have your baby in two hours basically is what I'm saying. Um, And I just like chatted to Vinny and my sister and obviously my sister was on board. And so we left the next day. We went up the coast. It was just so lovely, like, to be by the beach. Um, Like, we live near the city in Brisbane. So, you know, by the end of pregnancy, I wasn't going to the beach as often. And it sort of just really chilled me out. Like, it took my mind off being full-term, I guess. Um, Well, full-term in the sense of, like, my due date. But, yeah, I was, like, awesome. Had the best time. Fast forward to – so that was the Friday we went up – Fast forward to the next night, we were watching a movie and I said to my sister, I feel like my stomach is a little bit slightly, slightly crampy. Like, and mind you, we just had so much Asian food. So I was like, I'm not sure if this is gas or not, but like, let's hope not. Um, I feel like this is a mild contraction. She's like, look, let's just play it by ear overnight you know, it's, it's, if it's that mild, like it's probably going to take some time. And I was like, yeah, no worries. Um, had a great sleep, like didn't really feel anything the next day. We came home on the Sunday and I was like FaceTiming my mom. And all of a sudden, like I was laying in bed and I grabbed my bed head, like it was so dramatic. <laughs> I grabbed my bed head and I was like, hang on mom. And I sort of just like, I literally couldn't speak like I was just like whoa like was that gas again like I have no idea what is going on right now mom was like um honey that was a contraction like that was 100% a contraction I was sort of was just like 
No, like surely not. That came on pretty, pretty, pretty hardcore, like for the first, you know, proper one, if that was the case. So Monday morning at about 6am, I woke up in with, with that same feeling. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay. It's, it's definitely contractions. Like this is happening. Um, that whole day, I would say the contractions, I had that app that sort of like times them all. Um, I would say that they were coming at probably a 15 minutes um, intervals, like every 15 minutes. Um, you know, I called my midwife and I was like, you know, this is like the first signs. Like, I don't think I've lost my mucus plug. Like my waters haven't broken. None of that's happened. She's like, awesome. This is, this is great. First, um, you know, indications that labor is coming on. So just sort of like chill out, you know, go for a walk if you want to, like just relax basically. I was like, okay, no worries. The rest of the day, the they sort of like, fluctuated from 15 minutes to 20 minutes um and I was like okay like they weren't too they were still that sort of like um moderate you know intensity um you know I could I could sort of talk to Vinny through it um but I just like started implementing those hypnobirthing techniques and just tried like the breath work and yeah, went for a little light walk, just really tried to wind down, like she said. Um, so I'm so glad I went to the beach as well because, yeah, I, I reckon that brought it on too. Um, so fast forward to Monday night, they went to about eight minutes apart. I was like, oh, okay, like this is this is getting a bit more intense. Um said to my partner, like, if I start to wake you up, I'm just going to let you rest and I'll I'll go downstairs, like, put a movie on or try to get some rest on the couch um, because, you know, by that time it was, like, almost coming into day two. So I was like, you know, you get your rest because I'll need that help when Bob comes type of thing. Um, so Tuesday came around they went down to seven minutes, um, seven minutes all day and then all night, like literally I was waking up every seven minutes with a contraction at this point. And I'm thinking, okay, like this is weird. Like I haven't lost my plug, like my waters haven't broken. It's day two, like surely tomorrow it's going to be the day, like, you know, third day, come on, let's do this. Wednesday came, uh, they went down to, and it's like, I made the mistake of messaging my best friends and I'm like, you girls in labor, like you're going to meet your nephew. And so for the whole period of these days, they're like, <laughs> he's here. And I'm like, no, it's not. Don't talk to me. No. <laughs> I'm getting annoyed now. Like <laughs> I'll message you, you know? Uh, so yeah, the contractions were about seven minutes apart at this point, went to overnight um, four minutes. And I remember my midwife saying to me, um, if it gets to four, three minutes, like call me because then you can come into the hospital. 
So I'm like, oh, amazing. Like they're four minutes apart. I was in the shower, you know, like they're, they're pretty intense at this point. I'm literally got my yoga mat and I've put it in the shower so I could just stay in there for like five hours. And my partner's like, all right, let's call the midwife. You know, it's been four, four minutes. Like let's, let's start to go in. She's like, have you lost your plug or your waters? And I'm like, no. She's like, hey, probably don't come in then. Like, just try to just try to stretch it out at home a little bit longer. And I was like, Tanya, I'm so sorry. I'm coming in. Like, surely this is the third day. Like, surely I'm close. Like, if anything, just check how far along I am as well to, you know, just see if it's progressing at least. Um, so we went into the hospital and we were there for about four hours and she was sort of just like watching me um fortunately one of the rooms that you sort of go into um were available so she put me in that room and I was able to labor a little bit in there which was nice because I got familiar with the room as well um she did check me at the time I was four centimeters um and she's like you know this this is basically as far as we can go right now. Like you may as well go home. Um, you may as well be in, at your home essentially. And I just said to her, the fact that like I have to get in the car again and drive home is is like doing my head in. Like I don't I don't know how many more times I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did. We I said to my sister, can I please stay at your house? Because she came to the hospital every time. Um, cause she lived about 10 minutes from the hospital. So yeah, which was, which was so much better cause we're about 20 minutes away. So we just, um, we just stayed in her spare room. My contractions then were two minutes apart. Like it was, it, like I essentially got no rest. It was just, um, contraction after contraction. So I'm like eating a toasty and every two minutes I'm having to stop like mid bite and I'm like can I just enjoy this toasty like (laughs) like, I don't know um like when is this gonna end you know um and my two little nieces bless I said to my sister like Alodie and Will are gonna be okay with seeing me sort of like ride through the waves of the contractions she's like yeah like it's beautiful like they'll come in give you a hug you know release oxytocin and it'll be nice and so I'm like okay like as long as as long as you're okay with it they came in and I was like mid-contraction you know I'm like I'm like in the zone I'm like holding on to the doona cover and breathing through it and I look up after it's finished and Willa my youngest niece is like yeah like amazing and my eldest is like traumatized like (laughs) what's going on (laughs) I'm like wow that was a um so anyway it sort of got down to one minute my contractions my midwife was still like unless your waters break or you lose your plug or you know something's indicating it's like go time there is no point you coming back in and um I was just like I was just disappointed yeah like because you want to get in the zone right you just want to like be in the space knowing that you're going to leave with me. Yeah, and focus. Yeah, 100%. Mm. And it was funny because at the hospital when we checked in, 
um, one of my clients was at the front desk and she was like, oh, amazing. Like, here's your wristband. Like, I can't wait to see your baby. And we walked out and she's like, okay, maybe not. And so like, she she knew as well so she's messaging me I'm like oh my goodness this is just like hectic I need my phone away from me at this point um so this was coming into the fourth day basically of labor um I was absolutely exhausted but looking back on it I wasn't really thinking of how long it was I was just thinking okay breathe like breathe breathe and my exhaustion was adrenaline at that point. Like I, I was just, I was just going through it, you know. And then it got to about three a.m. So that was the Thursday morning, and you know, getting minute contractions. I was just like, you know what? I can't lay down anymore. I need to get in the shower. You know, hopefully that will um, bring something on and just, you know, get the ball rolling. So I'm standing in the shower and I'm just like, I need to call Vinny and my sister up right now. Like then it sort of all hit me that it was the fourth day. My tiredness started to kick in. I was just like, wow, like we need to do something to help Bub come at this point. Cause I didn't know if I had, I'd have the energy to actually birth him, you know? And so that was, that was not what I was planning, but I was always open for, alternative options like that was always my mindset if something else needed to happen I was happy to you know go with that option as long as it was safe for myself and Navy um and at that point standing in the shower at 3am with minute contractions I was like okay guys this has been fun but I'm like done at this point um call my midwife like let's chat about different options at this point so my midwife said, okay, let's give it till 6am. So three hours. Um, if nothing has happened, come on in and we can discuss different options. And I was like, perfect. That sounds good to me. You know, mm-hmm. there's sort of like a light now for how much I've labored um, at the end of it. So 5am, like I tried to go back to bed and like get some shut eye in between and, um, And my waters broke at 5 a.m. Like on the dot, it was like go time. Like it was, it was go time from there. Um, And it was so funny. She still then said, oh, you're probably not going to like, you know, have him for a good few hours. So maybe just stay at home. And I was like, Tanya, I'm coming in. (laughs) Like this is intense now. Um, We're doing it. Like we're getting in the car and going. My sister has like the dry shampoo. I'm trying to get dressed like in between these contractions and she's like dry shampooing my hair. I'm like, Lisa, get the dry shampoo out of my face. (laughs) We need to go. go. Um, So we, yeah, we basically got to the hospital. Um, She had already started filling the bath because my ultimate um, birth plan was a water birth. and I got in the bath as soon as I could. I didn't even like go in the shower. I was just like, get me in there. I felt like just super drawn to it. Um, she was, my midwife was sort of just like sitting at the desk, like near the bath. And I was thinking like at the time, you know, like I'm going through these intense contractions and I'm thinking at the time, 
And also the water was just such a relief. So it was amazing. Like I loved it. Um, but I was thinking, why is she just sitting there? Like, should she not be like guiding me a little bit? Like, I don't, I don't know what is going on type of thing. Um, but she was really just letting me do my thing, which, which was so nice. Like looking back on that, um, and I was like looking at my partner and he was just incredible. He really implemented the um, hypnobirthing techniques, you know, like tickling my back. But as soon as that active labor came, if he touched me, I was like, please leave. Like, mm. do not touch me. It was just such a switch of like feeling. Like I just was like, I just need water and for my support to be next to me. That's that's. As- that's as much as I need right now. Um, so yeah, he just had the job of giving me a cup of water every in between every contraction, like keeping me super hydrated. Um, I think about, I didn't know at this point, but I think about three hours pass. And I said to her, like all of the pressure from the contractions now sort of like gone out of my belly and it's sort of just a pressure now like you know towards my um birth canal and she's like what and I was like yeah like what do you mean like she's just been <laughs> she's like tell me what it's feeling like and I'm like literally like there's no pressure in my stomach such a relief but there's so much pressure down there now um and she's like what do you think about having some gas and I was like what like gas like I didn't even think that was an option in the bath like I had no idea and I was sort of a bit hesitant because I've heard people on the podcast your podcast say um they felt actually like sick from it and some like vomit and all of this stuff and I'm just like oh what happens if I start vomiting like do I have to get out of the bath it was just I was just a bit hesitant I guess um and they're like, look, just just try a little bit. And if you feel like, you know, it's it's not for you, then, you know, don't continue it. And I was like, all right, it's worth a go. But also like the hypnobirthing technique with breathing is really deep breaths through your nose and slow from your mouth. So when you have the gas, it's sort of like that all goes out the window and you have to take really deep breath in your mouth and then out through your mouth. So even like trying to get my head around that I was like this just feels odd to me uh, but as soon as you sort of like get into the rhythm of it the gas was just a godsend like I loved it mm. um I absolutely believe that progressed him to go down even quicker from there I even at one point was like this gas is iconic and she's like <laughs> it's what and I was like have you ever been told that the gas is iconic? She's like, no. I'm like, this, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was just such a relief. Like, it really was. Um, so I loved that. And then he was really just moving down. Like, I, it's such a amazing feeling because you know that it's getting closer and closer when you feel all the pressure gone out of your belly, you know? Like, it's like okay, all of that work is starting to pay off. Even though I loved the quote, each contraction brings me closer to my baby. Like I knew that, but this was just a whole other, just like conscious, 
yeah, you know, like realization, like, yeah, this is happening now. Like, let's do. Um, so I said to her, I need to, I need to squat. Like I need to push down. Like I need to, I feel like I need to poo, you know, like what's going on. She, she was like, you feel like you need to bear down. And I'm like, yeah, like this is happening. Like I need to, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I need to, I need to get in a squat position. Like, I haven't done this before. And so I started pushing with the contractions and I think I was pushing for about half an hour and she said okay let's let's get you because I was still relaxed in the bath like she she sort of said let's get you onto the um like seat because we'll try to get gravity to work with us a bit here Mm -hmm. I was like all right what do I do she's like get out of the bath I'm like hang on um I have to do what like how am I supposed to get out of the bath right now? But we managed and I got onto the seat and my partner, Vinny, was like holding me from behind and I was like grabbing onto his arms and that pretty much made him almost crown. Um, So gravity just worked with us incredibly um, at that point. We got to the point where she said, okay, don't push anymore. You need to get back into the bath. Otherwise, you're going to have him, like, on the seat. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I literally have a head between my legs. Like, this seems impossible. Um, very slowly got back into the bath and bared down again. And she's like, feel, like, feel to see if you can feel his head and I was like what like I I probably was in denial at this point still I'm like what do you mean feel if his head's there like surely not um and I felt his hair and I was just like oh my gosh like it was just the most beautiful pause in time in such a you know scattered sort of time experience it felt like everything just stopped and I just was like my baby's almost here it's making me want to cry (laughs) (laughs) um and so yeah she's like I'm gonna come around and I'm just gonna guide you now so really listen to my voice Mm -hmm. and I was like all right listening like let's do this and she said to cough like literally cough and I coughed twice and his half of his head came out I felt his little nose like pop through and um, she's like, now stop. And with your next contraction, push a little. Um, So I did that and his head came out and I just couldn't believe it. I was like, you know, everyone says that your last, after the head comes out, the last contraction is when their body comes out. So at this point, I'm just like, oh my goodness, my baby's almost here. I hear everyone in the background crying. I'm like, this is real. Like this is happening. Um, and he came out and um, I just caught him. I just was like grabbing him and his cord was wrapped around his neck, but she just like unwrapped it and I just held him and it was just the most surreal, euphoric experience of my whole life. It was just... um you can't beat it. You can't beat it. So yeah, it was just, it was just amazing. Um, again, looking up, everyone's crying. I'm like, why aren't I crying? Like, I think I was just so, 
so tired at that point. I just was so happy and content just holding him. Um, So, yeah, it was was amazing. It was an amazing experience. Yeah, wow. So amazing. And to go into your first birth having that much pre-labor and to still hold firm on the birth that you wanted. I mean, I know from my own experience, the mental strength that is required to hang in there and really trust. So well done, mama. You did an incredible job. Thank you. Thank you. It was, um, looking back on it now, I, I didn't really think that it was, um, you know, unusual, but it's, it was a really long labor. It was a long labor and, um, very short active labor. So, from when my waters broke to when he arrived was exactly five hours. Um, so yeah, he he really set my body up to come fast. <laughs> yes, I love that. He set you up for a smooth entrance. And I mean, that's so important to remember as well is that everything is for a reason. It's not just there to, yeah. you know, destroy your mental game. <laughs> We have prodromal labor because it's setting you up, like you said. Such a good point. Oh, that's exactly right. I mean, you know, you have to trust. Well, you don't have to, but I, I really felt within myself that whatever my body was going to do was it was meant to do it. And, you know, I read all of my affirmations, like my baby is working with my body to um, come meet me and, that's exactly what was happening. I just needed to get out of my mind a little bit and let that flow and just know that, um, just know that it was going to happen. Yeah. I love that. Powerful stuff. Thank you. How about your placenta? How was the fourth stage for you? Did you end up doing anything special with it or? Um, honestly, I she said, do you want to do anything with your placenta? And I said, Oh, get rid of it. Like, I don't, I don't, I really don't know at this point. Um, we sort of like, I, you totally forget about it. They're like, all right, like, let's get this placenta out. And I'm like, oh, that's right. Like there's another part to it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I really did probably because I was just super exhausted. Um, I was like, just get rid of it. Like, I can't even think of that question right now. And he was like, no, no, like we said we might bury it. Like let's at least freeze it. Um, and I was like, yeah, okay, that sounds that sounds better than what I was saying. Um, <laughs> and so we just um, we just put it in our freezer. Um, I think we're going to bury it, but we're just going to, yeah, keep thinking about that where it will sort of be a forever thing and be special for us. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we're not in really a rush with that. Yeah. And how are you feeling yeah. so early postpartum? Um, I think right now it's catching up with me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's more it's more like um when he was like a super small newborn. Um in saying that he weighed four kilograms, so he he wasn't small, but when he was first born, I should say, um, he basically was cluster feeding obviously to get the milk to come through um I think I was just still on adrenaline I was tired but it was adrenaline um and then it definitely got to the point where he, he's pretty good he's he wakes up every three hours so we've been super lucky he's been like that since maybe week two um like when the milk came in and was sort of established type of thing he's been waking up 
three hours or so. Um, so I think now with the broken sleep, that's what is making me tired. But even then, it's very doable. Like, it, you know, I can still function off it and just try to rest. Um, you know, I ordered you foods, which was a massive help. Mm-hmm. Um, my family, you know, my support system comes around and definitely helps out with him. So, yeah, I don't know what I'd do without them. Um, so, yeah, basically just learning to live with sleep deprivation. That's fun. Mm. Oh, look, your body <laughs> eventually adjusts. I'm like four years mm. deep of sleep deprivation. Yeah, look at me, I'm fine. Love that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, you you definitely would have to juggle a lot of um, time for yourself too with, with your babies. So, yeah. yeah, can imagine. So looking at your entire journey, what would be your key piece of advice for any expectant mothers out there? Um, my advice, I would definitely say um, do your research. I think knowledge is power. Like I always say that um, if you know your options to be able to, you know, make the choices on when, when they come or when it's needed, you will feel empowered. And I think with that, the empowerment definitely allows you to manifest your birth and your dream birth that you want. Um, of course, things happen, but I think, you know, your your mindset is everything. Um, and, you know, preparing for post-birth, like I was so happy that I looked into you foods, like I had my support around, um, all of that to be able to allow me to feel cared for as a new mom and, um you know, just be able to focus on learning my baby and him learning me and feeling like relaxed and loved and all of that. Um, that's, yeah, I've really had a beautiful fourth trimester because of that. Um, obviously, the baby blues are a whole different thing. Like they are next level. I literally cried over credits to a song off a movie. <laughs> like, what is going I'm not sad. Like, what is going on? Um, but that is a whole other thing. So if if you start crying for no reason, that is what it is. It's not, it's not anything else. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, yeah, don't listen to sad songs at the end of movies and you'll <laughs> um, but yeah, that would be my key piece of advice. Just um really nourish yourself, have your support if you can, um, and just enjoy enjoy just having your baby outside because it's the most beautiful experience and it's all worth it. Yeah, I love that. What a beautiful journey you've had, Michelle. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing it with us today. Oh, it was a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much, Sky. I love what you're doing. That brings us to the end of today's show. I love Michelle's story because it's so similar to how my first birth began, only I had no knowledge on what prodromal labor was. And unfortunately, like many women who don't have that education to fall back on, I thought my body was broken, which was such a game changer with how my birth played out. We have heard a lot of stories begin like this and we know that it can be really challenging to stay positive. So the knowledge that you have on physiological birth will be your greatest tool. For anyone new here, prodromal labor, which is sometimes referred to as false labor, 
not the greatest terminology because surges experienced during prodromal labor are in fact real. They just don't progress or become consistent enough to be classified as active labor. If you experience something like this, remember, it is completely normal. We have had many birth leaders on the show affirm that not only does every surge, no matter the consistency, help to soften and open everything up for birth, but also it helps your baby get into an optimal position to be birthed. Remind yourself of this to stay strong mentally and affirm your body and baby are working perfectly together. Trust in your body, trust in the process. You were built for this. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. We would be so grateful for you to subscribe or leave a review on your podcast platform so that we can continue this important work and reach the women who need it. Let me know what you think of today's show over on the PBA Instagram. And thank you so much for listening. I will see you all next week for another episode of Positive Birth Australia.